Hello, and welcome to Good Film Hunting, the podcast where two sisters um, living in different places talk with family and friends about their favorite movies. Uh, Today we have a very special guest and a new favorite movie, so I will let Eleanor introduce. So our guest today is Ashley Hunch, who I share a birthday with, which is one of my (laughs) favorite facts, and has been uh, one of my sister Annie's really good friends since junior high, I would say. Sixth Um, grade. Yeah. Sixth grade. They lived together for a period of time. But Ashley, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so my name is Ashley. Like I said, I've known the Huntingtons, both of them for um, quite some time now. (laughs) Um, but I um, am currently living in the Chicago area and both of them are out in California. So it's been a little distance, but I enjoy seeing them when they get to come back and visit. Um, but I am a nurse and one of my favorite holidays is Christmas. And so I love that um, both of them decided to invite me on to their podcast to talk about this new movie, um, The Princess Switch, um, for Christmas time. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I have to say that Eleanor and I were um, both very excited when this movie was announced uh, because we both loved a Christmas prince last year is that what that movie was called oh that movie was so good yeah and i knew that you also liked that movie yeah um i've actually just really been enjoying the netflix rom-coms that have been coming up um like there have been so many good ones like set it up was spectacular to all the boys i've loved before i maybe have watched a total of i don't know 10 times <laughs> so and then there's also the kissing booth Ashley have you seen the kiss- kissing booth of course I've seen the kissing booth yes and did you like that one as well that's another great movie I know I agree thank goodness the rom-coms are back and like crazy rich Asians is also a great movie and they're playing that sometime here at Stanford um okay so Ashley at the beginning of our podcasts we do something called speed friending and I know that we have known each other for I don't know what 17 years now so like I know you pretty well to think that we have known each other for that long yeah but it's been 17 years um like a majority of my life has been spent knowing you which is great um but we ask our guests questions so that our listeners can get to know you so what is your favorite day of the week tough question um, I'd probably say it would be Friday, only primarily because, you know, your week is coming to an end, you're getting, you know, excited that you have the weekend ahead of you, um, but you still have kind of that time where you spend some time in your normal element, like at work or in school or whatever that may be, but then you have the time to either decide if you want to you know, spend the evening with friends or family or anything like that. And kind of, it's up to you on what you choose to do with your uh, evening. So I'd say that is probably my favorite day. Good one. I like it. Okay. What is your, or who should I say is your animated crush? Like which animated character do you have the biggest crush on? 
animated crush. Yeah. Ooh. There are so many good ones. There's too many good ones. How do you even? <laughs> I mean, I know. I mean, I know mine. Mine is Dimitri from Anastasia. Okay. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, really good. Um. Hmm. Trying to like go back to my childhood because they were always like the movies when I was young. You know, those were like to me. Those are like prime like good animation movies. Um, wow. I would have to say probably Aladdin. Aladdin, yeah. Aladdin, you know? He's a cutie. He's, he is. Him and Jasmine were just the most adorable couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And our last question for you. Um, Bradley Cooper or Brad Pitt? Oh, Bradley Cooper, for sure. Why? Why? Yeah. I mean, I think they're both, you know, talented men. <laughs> but I don't know, just for some reason, I just, I, I think um, Bradley Cooper is just a little more uh, interesting to me. You know, Brad Pitt is very um, successful in his job and a very good actor. Um, but to me, I find it to be, you know, like your typical. Like, I feel like a lot of people go, you know, Brad Pitt, like for sure. Um, but Bradley Cooper, I just always found as being, you know, a very great actor as well as um, just like an interesting person overall. He seemed like he'd be cool, you know, to meet in person. Yeah, I haven't met either of them, but, you know. <laughs> have you seen A Star is Born? I have not, unfortunately. I haven't either. Really? You haven't? I would think you would. Yeah, no, I haven't. And I'm kind of like, okay, with that. I don't think I need to see it. Mm, but really? Eleanor, have you seen the movie? I have seen A Star is Born. I didn't love it. I loved that Bradley Cooper reunited most of his alias co-stars, so I, I liked that. I'm a, I'm always game for an alias reunion. But Ashley, this brings me to a question that I thought was interesting in how you framed your biography, especially in uh, a discussion for our movie today, and then also a continuation of what we discussed in some of our previous holiday episodes, but you mentioned that like you're a nurse and then you, you immediately was like, and that's why I love Christmas. Can you explain the connection between nurses' love of Christmas? Because you're not the only nurse I know who seems to be Christmas obsessive or just nurses' obsession with holidays in general. Um, I'd say it's, I mean, I'm not saying it's for all nurses, but I think, you know, Christmas to me is, um, like a holiday you spend with family and friends and it's about, you know, love and caring and being around, you know, those that you care about. And obviously, you know, as a nurse, like, I feel like, you know, you spend a lot of your time, you know, caring for others, taking care of others, um, you know, all depending on what kind of nursing you do. I mean, it, you can be in so many different types and with each one of them, you're, you know, caring for another person other than yourself. That's what your job is, you know, to do. And so 
you know, being able to spend the holidays, you know, with your family is also a great privilege, but also, you know, there is plenty of holidays, especially Christmas that, you know, I've not spent with my family um, in its entirety because you spend that time actually caring for others. And so I think that, you know, nurses who have to work the holidays and, and any other profession where you do work the holidays, you appreciate, you know, spending that time with your loved ones when you're able to. Um, and when you're not able to, you still project that in a way where you, you know, are caring and spending that time, you know, taking care of, you know, other people's family members and um, friends. And so you're still getting um, to spend the holidays, you know, being in your element per se, um, caring for each other. Yeah. You like love Christmas. You and Matt love Christmas more than most people I know love Christmas, but like, it was great living with you guys because you guys decorated and I got to enjoy the decorations without having to do the work. <laughs> yes, I am a very big fan of Christmas decorations. Yeah. And especially when, you know, I realized that this year, especially because this is my second Christmas in my home. And I realized when I went to go unpack all of my Christmas decorations, I had like five boxes of Christmas decorations. And for every other holiday, I have a box, if that, if it's like half a box. So I definitely realized that I love decorating the holidays. I love, you know, changing my entire place into, you know, Christmas everywhere. And you, every room you go to in my, you know, place, it, it, there's Christmas somewhere. But to me, it just makes me happy to see, you know, the decorations and change and the change of mood and um, everything like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm not good at um, decorating, literally. So nothing has happened since I've lived with you guys. <laughs> like, I don't decorate at all, but that's fine. Um, okay, so let's move into the movie we're talking about today. It's a new Netflix original called The Princess Switch. Um, it's a delightful film. And Ashley, will you start us off by giving us a brief synopsis? Sure. So, as I've literally just finished watching it for the second time because I thought it was such a cute movie, um, it starts out actually where I'm from and where you guys are from as well um, in Chicago. And it's where um Vanessa Hudgens who plays the main character she lives in Chicago and she actually owns a bakery and um is going through you know she is not with her significant other she broke up she's single now and she gets this offer to go compete in a baking competition over in I'm going to say it wrong Bulgaria <laughs> The native country of Belgravia. Yes. There we go. See, you must have it written down in front of you. I don't know. <laughs> um, but she goes over there to compete in this competition. And while there runs into um another her what we call a woman that just looks just like her, um, who is set to marry the prince. 
and they decide to make a switch into different roles. So she enters um, this lady's role and then the lady enters her role. And in the end, it's kind of a beautiful love story. What a beautiful love story it is. Um, and it's like a double love story because we have two love stories going on. Sorry, Eleanor, go ahead. So I think the basis question, and I, I do believe this is an important question in movies like The Parent Trap and It Takes Two, but who do you prefer, Margaret Delacourt or Stacey DeNovo? Oh, I definitely prefer Stacey. I mean, that's like, yeah, I definitely prefer Stacey. Yeah. Are you saying, is the question, may I, is it which role <laughs> do you, what was the question? Do you prefer which role? Yeah. Well, who do you like better? Because like, do you like Margaret Delacour or Stacy? I like Stacy. Same. Yeah. She seems more real and down to earth. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean, obviously she's supposed to be more down to earth because she's the one that isn't a duchess. But I would disagree. I don't, I think Stacy comes across as like a hard. And I don't like her romance story as much because it's like very traditional to fall for a prince. I really like Margaret. Um, in part because she ends up with Kevin, who's a hot single dad who doesn't bring his own toothpaste when he travels, and then apparently <laughs> doesn't brush his teeth for several days into the trip. Okay, so this is one of the burning questions I had that also apparently Van Vanity Fair had. Why didn't Kevin realize he didn't have toothpaste for two days? Why? Do you think that he realized he didn't have toothpaste for two days, or do you think he ran out of toothpaste? <laughs> okay, so maybe he ran out of toothpaste. Maybe also he, like, was getting this vibe from her that he had never gotten before and just, like, needed some excuse to show up half-naked in her room. That's a very good point. You know, I he was like... like easily could have been the reason. I mean, you have to think right. of some reason to talk to someone, and that's the most typical, you know? Right, but she could turn around and be like, why haven't you been touching, why haven't you been brushing your teeth, gross man? Yeah. True, but she was not aware because they had just switched places, so maybe she didn't know that as well. Yes. Okay, my second burning question has to do with Stacy's hat. Um. And Eleanor brought it up to me right away as we were watching this film. She's like, don't worry. Stacy's like super typical tourist Chicago hat will be throughout the film. But a question, why? Why did she continue to wear it? It's not particularly warm in the country of Belgravia, which seems to be like somewhat more than you deserve. It would have been nice to have some My thoughts are that it's, bringing in the tie to Chicago because you know in the beginning of the movie you briefly see Chicago you see a couple you know areas like the museum and you know the streets and so you're trying to bring in the connection of Chicago but then as soon as that ends I mean that's within the first what five minutes and then it 
then it's all spent in the, in the other countries. So you're wondering if that's like they're tied to the basis of Chicago that they're trying to, you know, always symbolize. Yeah. It seems a bit forced to me, but that's okay. No, I agree. And it's like not a great hat. Like if it was like a Chicago Cubs hat, like cool, but it was a very... But if she were to wear a Cubs hat, they'd have to pay branding fees. There's a reason they do this. That's also why you often find in Netflix and Hallmark and Lifetime original Christmas movies, they'll use off-brand Christmas music that you've never heard of before. Usually they only will have the budget to pay for maybe one recognizable Christmas song. Oh. What was the one recognizable Christmas song in this movie? Do you guys remember? I believe it was um, when they were playing the piano together. Oh, yeah, Carol of the Bells. And they might have selected that for the piano playing because they, they, because that wasn't a recording, they might not have had to pay as high fees. Oh. The Hollywood machine. Um, okay. So now I really do have to talk to you guys about her outfits. Eleanor and I spoke a lot about this, and we were both pretty upset by Stacy playing Margaret's outfit when they go to the children's home, to the orphanage. Do you remember that outfit, Ash? I do, I do. It was missing one key component in an otherwise cold country known as Belgravia. And Eleanor, what was it missing? Better get right to it. <laughs> that was terrifying. Yeah, um, what but <laughs> but it sounds like, or what she was missing was stockings or tights. She was wearing like a cute business suit in pastels. It was like a mini dress. We really liked her shoes. They were stilettos, which definitely makes sense in an icy climate, but she also didn't have any tights on. And I was like, I've been told that this is cold, and you're not making me believe that. Yeah. It just, it wasn't good. I think I was most upset about the shortness of her dress. Because it was just not realistic. And she, her stilettos were like these really cute Santa-like shoes. But she had pink in her jacket. And so there was red and pink being worn at the same time. And I'm not cool with that. What were people's favorite outfits? I loved the gown she wore at the ball. That maroon dress. I thought it looked fabulous. And it was perfect for Christmas. Because it had like gold detailing on it, right? Yes. And then her jewelry was very simple. She didn't have, I did no notice. And that was one thing that actually caught my eyes. There was no necklace. She had beautiful earrings and a hair, you know, her on her head. But I just felt like it was missing like a very simple, you know, necklace. I'm like looking at it. 
What were your some of, some of your favorite things, Dash, from this movie? I loved um, just, I mean, going back to obviously the Christmas feel of the movie and it being like your typical Christmas, um, you know, Christmas time movie. But I love the small town feel that it gave off especially with the town when they had all, you know, the decorations, the ornament painting, um, the stockings that you were able to buy and then Santa and that's where it just felt like a more small town kind of Christmas feel like you would get on Hallmark uh, movies or another Netflix movies um, for Christmas time. Um, but I also, it, you know, they did also keep it, you know, kind of simple I thought with the characters, um, there wasn't like an over, there wasn't, you know, tons of different people that came in. So it kind of kept it to your, you know, kind of like your four or five main people. Um, and that was about it. But I would say like the best part of it was just the simple love story that it portrayed um, while also being around coincidentally Christmas time. Do you think love happens at Christmas? I think that it can. However, <laughs> I also feel that overall, it's people's emotions are different around the holidays. Because I feel like either you love like spending, like you love the holidays or you're not a huge fan of the holidays. Um, and so when you are like, some people are just like, oh, the holidays are great. I want to fall in love over the holidays. But I mean, I think you also have to think realistically. Like, yeah, you may want it, but it's not necessarily going to always happen. I feel like people's emotions kind of can go up and down. But obviously, love can happen in any part of the year. To be honest, until this moment, I have actually never thought about finding love at the holidays because it always just seems like there's so much to do outside of focusing on one person. This is fascinating to me. That people might find love at Christmas? Eleanor, have you seen Love Actually? Yes, I have. Okay, so Eleanor and I watched this movie and then we kept repeating the line from this movie over and over again, which was, Life is what happens while you're busy making plans. Do we agree with that statement? Oh my goodness. I, Stacey DeNovo. That's the question. <laughs> I think that I'm a planner. And so I like definitely like saw myself in that character because I was like, yeah. I'm a planner. I do those things. Um, and I guess my plans don't always come to fruition, but most of the time they do. That's what I get like freaked out about with movies that try to tell me that planning is bad is like, like generally in life, like it's been okay. Yeah, I agree. I think that there is obviously always, um, importance of planning, and, you know, knowing what you possibly will be doing in your future. But I also feel like it's very important to have a very open mind on a lot of things, um, especially when it comes 
to changes because it almost like for me, I like having an idea of what I'm going to do, but I also like being more flexible because, you know, then if a change happens, it doesn't give me any type of um, anxiety or need to hurry up and finish one thing to get to the next. That way, you know, it gives you that more of that go with the flow kind of attitude because we all know that in life, things never go as planned. And so me personally, I kind of tried to go with, yes, somewhat of schedule, but also trying to be a little more open as well. Yeah. That's like a fine line that's really hard to figure out, you know? Yes. And unfortunately, no one can be perfect at it like the movies on TV. No. You know what I really need, though? This movie's told me that I really need a kind of relatively creepy old man following me around, giving insights into my life. (laughs) Ideally, you need at least seven creepy old men giving you insight into your life. It was all the same man, Eleanor. I disagree. Yeah. I I disagree. (laughs) The one in Chicago had a very different accent than the one in Belgravia. But the one in Belgravia showed up like a million and one times. So. This is my other question. Is it the same man? It is, isn't it? It's 100% the same man. In a second time, I was staring at it, trying to figure out if it was the same exact man. It is the same man. It's the same man. But like, it's weird because his character is never given a name, you know, or like explained. Like, yes, it's just like, which then I this think man shows up. Yes. It's fascinating. It's also just weird. Because he's just there. Like, no one ever talks about the fact that this man has come in and, like, gives different people different advice that leads them all to the perfect love of their lives. Where's my man? Old man. And real man. I <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> I need all the help I can get. I need my magic man. Not a week before Christmas, so you never know. So I have to wait for a week before Christmas? Cool. What day of the week is is Christmas on this year? I need to plan. <laughs> is it Tuesday this year? Oh, good. So once I'm in Chicago, I can start looking, but not before. Good to know. Right, when I get there, I'll, like, have my eyes peeled for the one or an old man who can help point me in that direction. There there you go. There's you being very open to what could possibly happen. But I'm also planning for it, so... <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. You got both. But how am I supposed to deal with it? You know, it's too much. It's fine. <laughs> I'll keep my eyes peeled. So, okay. Let's talk about the legacy of this film. Is this a movie that people should watch? Like, do we suggest people go home tonight and watch this movie? Is this the new It's a Wonderful Life? Should it become a tradition? What do we think? I think this movie has staying power in part because Vanessa Hudgens is just simply so charming. I wish her the best of luck in all of her endeavors. Um, I don't know if it has a widespread appeal outside of women. Why not? 
for many reasons, in part because the word princess is in the title. Okay. How about you, Ash? Um, I mean, I think that it is, you know, a movie that I enjoyed watching. Um, however, I kind of, I agree that, you know, I don't, I, I could, it could have done a little bit more for me, though. Yeah, truthfully, I mean, I enjoyed this movie and I would tell people to go watch it because it's like an easy movie to watch. You know, it's like not stressful. You don't have to think a lot about it. You're not going to, it's not going to be like life changing most likely, right? True. And it also doesn't have a very, like you said, you don't have to think a lot of it. Like you, it doesn't have like a crazy plot that you need to think about. You know, it doesn't take a lot of, you know, mind i guess to say it takes zero so you can be you know you know laying on the couch with a cup of hot chocolate and just about ready to go to bed but you can watch this movie and you can understand everything that's going on right and like if that's what you're looking for which i think is what a lot of people look for at this time of year this is a perfect movie for that you know so yeah i would suggest people watch it i don't think it will become a classic i do have to say i was delightfully um, reminded of how kind of fun Vanessa Hudgens is to watch on screen. Like, I do enjoy her as an actress. Um, I think that she has, like, fun with her characters. And so it was fun to see her doing that again. Um, so I want the best for her. <laughs> I agree. I definitely think that, though, you know, in this type of movie I think that I would love to see her in um in like a a movie you know go see it in theaters like I'd love her to do you know a love story movie that you know is beyond you know just a Christmas special on Netflix right okay before we go and we have to do our final segment but before we kind of like move on I want to ask you guys what's your favorite romantic Christmas movie? Hmm. I kind of really love... I'm, like, blanking on the name, so it will come back to me. I think my favorite is Love Actually. Um, And I think I love that movie because it shows... Do you think, Annie, you love that movie? I know. I know that I love Love Actually. Um, I do. I love that movie. I watch it every single year. I haven't watched it yet, but it's also not December. So like, we're all good. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's one of my favorite all time movies, not even just Christmas movies because it shows not only romantic love, but it shows the other, you know, forms of love, which I think are just as important to celebrate at Christmas or any other holiday as romantic love so I don't know that's just my favorite Christmas movie actually I love the holiday it is definitely one of my favorite Christmas um love stories and I would say it's primarily because um it it starts out you know it, it goes in between two different locations it goes and I also think that to me, I can relate more to it. Um, it seems a little more 
realistic in a sense of, you know, some people always have these struggles of, you know, a busy life, don't have time, you know, aren't in a relationship because they're so much focused on their work. Um, and then they get that opportunity to do something else to de-stress and that, you know, kind of like their time that they're least expecting to find love is when they find love. And so I think that because that to me relates most with um, life is, you know, primarily why I find that such a good movie. Yeah. I do love that movie. It's a very sweet film. Um, yeah, it's all good. So for me, my favorite is definitely Holiday Inn, which isn't explicitly a romance, but I think what I like about that presentation, particularly of, a, of relationships in the 1940s, is a lot of times we don't see the fallibility of individuals. And we really do in this movie. Like, they make bad choices, and they have regrets, but then they learn to move beyond them. Wait, what movie, Eleanor? I'm sorry. Holiday Inn. Oh, yeah, it's a great one. That's a great, great movie. Um, okay, awesome. So, as we wrap up the podcast, we always end with choosing our favorite pop culture moment of the week. So, who wants to start? So, for fun, I just finished this book called Home Cooking by Lori Colwyn, and it's a book, I think it was initially published in the 70s, and it's, this woman was a writer, but she also, like, really loved to cook, and she wrote a book about the joys of cooking in her own home, and parts of it were spliced in with, like, recipes, but it was just a really interesting look about how populations um, like a very specific upper middle class New York apartment dwelling family would have approached food and dinner parties in like the 60s and 70s and I really enjoyed it it was so it was such an easy read maybe like an hour and 15 minutes and just fun oh that does sound fun Ash do you have one I don't I don't really have one unfortunately Okay, you think about it. I have one. It's a song I've become obsessed with. It's kind of called A Knot in Manila. It's an Austrian song that was recommended um, to me by some Austrians Eleanor and I spent Thanksgiving with. Um, and I've become like completely obsessed with it. I listen to it all the time. Um, and it's so funny to me because... It's an Austrian band singing partially in English about spending a night in the Manila, in Manila, which is in the Philippines. So it's this like truly international song that's just really fun to listen to. And I don't know what I was thinking about when I thought about Austrian music, but it's definitely not this song. The song is kind of light and easy and very poppy. Um, and I just like have become obsessed. I love it. Ash, have you thought of one? It doesn't have to be from this past week. I don't know. That's a hard question. I know. We asked the really heavy hitting. <laughs> you do. Um, I don't think I have one for you. You haven't seen any movie or TV show that you're like, yes, this is so good. Well, 
Well, any, are we talking about any movie or TV yeah, show or song any movie. or anything? Anything. I did see, well, see, this is going back to the Christmas movies. Of course, I saw a really good Hallmark Christmas movie. Oh my gosh, talk to us about it. The other day, and I've probably watched it three times already. And you're going to laugh at me because of the characters. But it's called A Christmas Contract. And it's I already it's love with it. a lot of characters from One Tree Hill that I used to watch so long ago. And you love that. Yeah. And it's just a very simple um, Christmas movie. And it's about, of course, a love story that uh, happens in Louisiana, of all places. So you don't have your typical white Christmas. Um, but I just thought it was cute and it brought um, a lot of people together from, you know, different areas. And I thought it was really cool. That's awesome. I'll have to put it on my list. Does it include... Unfortunately, Annie, I don't see it being up your alley. I know. It's probably not. <laughs> Remember that one movie Primarily that we watched and you like love? a lot of southern to it. I know. Ashley and I, we do know this about ourselves, listeners, and Eleanor, is Ashley tends to go for these, like, southern set rom-coms that feature, like, a former country star that has come back <laughs> and they're not like necessarily my jam but ashley loves them an amazing sweet home alabama wait sweet home alabama is a great movie but not all southern set rom-coms are like that <laughs> oh i completely agree with you well, I'll still have to watch this movie now that it's been so delightfully recommended. So good. Well, this brings our podcast to an end. Ashley, thank you so, so much for joining us. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Eleanor, can you tell everyone where they can find us? You can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram at Good Film Hunting and very different handles for each. Um, and we would love to hear from you and hear about your favorite holiday movies. Thanks. Yes. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Ashley. We'll have to get you on again. I know you love rom-coms. So, um, okay. Awesome.